BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Monday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel L. Cotton, Dennis Dick with you this morning. Uh, as far as what we're talking about today, a bit of a reversal from uh, the other day. We, we were strong last night, uh, week, uh, this morning. So we'll kind of talk about that reversal, what it means for the week here, why we could be weak to start the week. We have a number of earnings on our radar as well, Under Armour. Cody, Marriott, AutoNation, uh, Cardinal Health, uh, Tesla's doing some weird things. We can talk about that. And will Am- or would Amazon really buy AMC as is being reported in the Daily Mail? Probably not. We'll talk about that. Uh, our guest today is Kenny Glick from HitTheBid.com. He would join the show at 8 to 35 to give us his take on the markets. Now I'll go to Joel. Joel, give us a quick recap on this reversal here in the overnight. Sir, uh, not good here, Spencer. Uh, we got a lot of red on the screen here. We're trading down 32 handles at 28.96.50. Strong follow through on Friday's close. We got up to 29.47 tonight. Uh, last night, about 10 o'clock. Uh, that's up near your high close for the move at 29.41, and they pulled the rug out. We started selling off and. Really not much of a bounce. We just came down and touched the interday low for Friday at 95.75 and trying to get back in the 2,900 handles. So if you've been looking for a bounce to short here this morning, uh, there hasn't been one as of yet. Uh, gold in the red by 820 at 1705.80. Silver in the red too, 5.8 cents at 15.72. Crude flat. 2610 here, not bad range, 2643 to 2505, just bouncing around unchanged. And uh, the old 
Get to 10,000 and sell off trade. Bitcoin futures trading down $1,020. The halving taking place today. It looks like uh, there's a halving plus 10% today as uh, Bitcoin's down a thousand bucks. The futures are down in 9,010. Let's bring in Triple D. Triple D, what are you seeing out there in the pre-market trading? Seeing very weak uh, stocks, clear rotation out of the winners, out of the stocks that have been leading here. Uh, just looking, you know, obviously uh, from the last few days, you've seen a rally in all the trash. That is going the opposite way here this morning. Kind of started a little bit Friday night. The airlines getting some bad news that UAL couldn't do that bond deal. Um, they had up the coupon, I believe, and um, they were offering 9%, then they went up to 11%, <laughs> and they still couldn't get the deal done, and then they pulled the deal. So UAL yeah. struggling to raise money, um, and obviously I don't know if that means they're going to have to go to the bank or, or go, go to the Fed, I mean. Uh, I, I don't know the options here, but they struggled to do that bond deal, and it was, it was going to be at extremely high interest rates too. So that, that spooked the airlines Friday night before the close, before the 8 o'clock close. All the airlines were trading down. But then you had, you know, an, an overnight rally here in the markets where I just buy the dip and they, they were buying it up. And like you said last night, Joel, at 10 o'clock, we were actually up 20 handles. So we've had a 45-point sell-off from those highs. Trying to really locate what the catalyst uh, for the sell-off is. And uh, we've had some struggles to find it. Uh, I think uh, the amount of cases in South Korea, you know, um, up tipping, up ticking a bit. They were supposed to be ahead of us, ahead of the curve, doing things the right way. And now you're seeing a surge of cases there. Also, uh, Russia, I think near the Chinese border, seeing a surge in cases. So it was just a very quiet week. I'm not, don't have an update on all of the reopenings. I guess 47 of our states are uh, in the process of reopening. Yeah. So. I think it would have to be the, uh, the the South Korean. If I had to pick one thing, I'd have well, to say the South Korea. You know, it's not city. good news with New York City and obviously no. a lot of uh, kids. You know, we've yep. been talking about how the children haven't been getting sick, and all of a sudden they're looking like there's a linkage here and there. I think there's 80 kids now in NYC, and I think five have passed away, unfortunately. Yep very young so i think you know that starts to spook the market i mean if those trends start to continue the market will get spooked again because the kids have been relatively safe we thought and now all of a sudden even some of these kids that were you know that they didn't even you know have COVID at the time um are, are getting sick um and they have positive antibodies so that means they were exposed to it so i there, there is some things to worry about here there's always been some things to worry about that's why i say i stay very you know much in cash in my long-term portfolio still sitting somewhere at 60 to 65 percent cash trading portfolio i've been biased to the long side because it seems like we just continue to climb the wall of worry here um i came in relatively flat although i'm looking and a lot of my stocks are really getting beat up where the stock the, the indexes are down but they're not down nearly as much as some of these stocks are uh so it's still going to be a trader's market buying the dips and selling the rips for a while here uh, again, you know, we're going to see how the reopening goes. You know, there's, there's people who are saying they think it could go okay. Then there's other people who are saying, well, we're just going to start getting reinfected again. I watched a doctor last night say that he thought, you know, we're going to reopen for a few weeks, four, five, six weeks, and then have to be back in a lockdown because we are just trying to reopen it too soon. So obviously we know there's opinions both ways. Uh, we don't know who's going to be correct. I mean, logic from my perspective thinks that we're opening a little bit too soon too, but then you have other people on the other side of the fence that says we shouldn't have, have ever closed. So uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm a stock trader. I'm going to trade what I see. 
and what I see here right now, some a little bit of weak overnight weakness. I don't know. We're getting a couple. I saw in the uh, in one of the both of the chats, people asking about Berkshire Hathaway uh, trading down this morning. I mean, I just I can't I can't really find a point where I'd be comfortable buying this stock. Warren's not comfortable buying stock, so why should I buy his stock? Definitely. Uh, yeah, it did get a it did get a rebound with the market muted, just like all the financials has been selling off. I mean, if you feel like you need to own the thing and you want to you know lean on that low of the move at one fifty nine fifty, you can certainly do that. But uh, you know, it was selling you know sold off with the market got a bounce, a muted bounce, and starting to just turn around. We know that uh, the financials, in which you know Buffett basically is an ETF financial with other things um, thrown in there, I mean, just not a good-looking chart. And, you know, maybe if he starts making some investments in the market, starts deploying some cash, maybe giving me a little bit more of a, you know, a positive outlook on it. But really, you look at it, you're giving back half of that move if you want to buy it, and Lean on the lower that move in 159.50. That's the way I'm looking at it. The Dennis. one thing the market still has going for it is that there is a lot of people who are bearish, including we've been overall bearish. I mean, we yes, we're in a trader's market. And yes, you know, we played it from the long side and the short side and trading stocks around. But I still sit with a lot of cash. And there's a lot of money managers still sitting with a lot of cash that are looking to deploy that. So that's why when you get these dips, every money manager says, okay, I need to get out of some of this cash because I raised it, but I didn't get back in. And you look at some of these stocks and you think, okay, um, you know, here's a dip. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy it. And that's why every single dip we keep getting bought here in the last couple of weeks. So I'm not sure when that ends. I'm not sure when we go from, you know, the, the buying of the dip to the selling of the, you know, just the selling of the rip. I think eventually there's going to be another crisis here. I really believe that. And that's why I'm going to continue to stay with cash. But you, you look at the next few weeks and you think, okay, well, we're going to reopen. Businesses are going to start to, you know, start to look better. You could see the next three to four weeks looking okay for the market. It's not like everybody's going to get infected on day one. So I have trouble shorting the market here, especially when we're down 25 handles. I'm not initiating shorts here. I don't want to be short this market. Not right now. A couple of people in, in several chats have noted uh, that a number of uh, high-level officials in the White House have now gotten sick. Uh, that, that, that could be a factor here this morning. We're not saying it's not. Uh, I, I think that some of that was uh, some of that news was, was as old as I think Thursday or Friday. Um, <laughs> but it did seem like maybe a couple more people uh, in or around uh, the inner circle of the white house have that Stephen, Stephen Miller's wife is sick. Uh, so he's quarantining uh, Mike Pence's uh, someone and Mike Pence's his press secretary, uh, the president's driver. So a number of people around the inner circle have, have now come down with the virus. So maybe that is weighing on things. I don't know. There's a lot of things like there was all, all these worries have been there the whole time. The market has just shrugged them off. I mean, when it, it is completely, I tweet out this week, we're completely disconnected from fundamentals. The market is completely disconnected. So it's trading just on FOMO. It's trading, trading, you know, it's not concerned about anything from fundamentals. I mean, when Uber can spike as much as it did on those numbers, you know, you're disconnected from fundamentals. I mean, the sales are down 80% in April. They rallied 10% from those levels, meaning they're still down like 75%. And they buy the hell out of the stock. So they're, oh, it's over. The crisis is over. No, it, you know, it, it's it, the numbers, you know, it, you're just, it, when you're talking about, oh, on, oh, yeah, everybody can say, oh, yeah, Uber's sales are up 10%. Where are they coming from? I mean, like you said, that company that had 98% of sales were down. Oh, yeah, they had a little rally from the lows. 
but they're still down significantly here. So the market is completely disconnected from fundamentals. It has been. But I, I, how do you short it when, you know, it, you're rallying on, really, it is bad news. So I, I can't come in here and say, I want to be short stocks, and this is the start of the sell-off, because once bitten, twice shy. I've tried to short a couple times into this rally, and I still as day trades, I'm shorting stocks. I mean, as a swing trade, like, like back in January, I was actively short stocks, you know, I, because I put on the puts, and I was shorting stocks with buying puts, and, and actually flat out shorting stocks, because I thought, and, and, and I was early, I was three weeks early. I feel like if I come in here and short now, I feel like I'm three to four weeks early again, because... I don't think the infection rates are just going to all start going sky high unless this children thing, which is a wild card, yeah, starts to really spread. Serious. That'll spook the market very quickly. So I do think we got to give some weight to that too overnight. People coming in and people are very protective of their children. Me is, you know, that's what I talk about. It's the worst thing, sick kid, right? So that's that's a scary thought. We hope obviously for you know that it's just an anomaly and it's not something of a trend where we're going to start to see more and more kids get sick. But that, that spooks the market too. So lots of reasons for us to sell off on any given day. But what's the reason that we're not going to buy the dip? I mean, that's what the market continues to do. Well, we got to talk about the news of the morning here. And uh, we, the three of us tried to figure out why Amazon would buy AMC. Hopefully our educated chat can uh, shed some light on this. But uh, Spencer, go ahead with the headline. Yeah, this is from the Daily Mail, which I don't believe is a source we've what ever is that? Is cited. That a, is that the Toronto newspaper? No, or that's, that's the, the Daily come on. No, don't come on. Pick Joe. on the Canadians. No, no. Daily Mail is a British tabloid. Oh, uh, so okay. I do Same not believe I do not believe we've ever cited them on this show before. They're basically the New York Post, but for uh, Britain. Okay. And they said so they got that, some followers. They got some readers. <laughs> yeah, uh, they said that Amazon has had talks. Uh, about potentially taking over AMC. I, I think, in my opinion, just my opinion, I think there is zero chance of this. Sorry, AMC shareholders. I know, you know, you, you, you guys have had it rough. So the stock obviously has been in the gutter, but you're getting a 64% pop here this morning on a rumor that Amazon wants to buy a movie theater. I cannot fathom why. I, I, don't, I didn't read the article. I read the headline, immediately dismissed it. So I didn't bother reading the article. Maybe there's some reason that they're going to cite. Obviously, there's probably some good reasons in the article. They've tried to think something up. I think there is next to zero chance of, a of Amazon buying AMC. And I would not be surprised if Amazon dismisses this rumor Have they, fairly have they said anything yet? Have, uh, has... I, obviously not because the stock keeps going up. Yeah. So, so it's going up. People, it's the hope trade. Oh, yeah, it's so cheap. Why wouldn't you buy a movie theater? Well, maybe because it's cheap for a reason. And why is Amazon, unless you were joking, that they're going to turn them into storage facilities? Yes. Um, I, I don't see why they do that. So, anyways, you know, they did buy Whole Foods. There is they have no... bought physical brick and mortar before. It has happened. But I didn't know Amazon wanted to get in the movie theater business. There is no um, explanation or idea as far as what Amazon would do with the theaters. It, it basically is one sense of uh, – of, of, uh, of news and then the rest of the article is just background. So uh, I, I don't know. We don't know what they gift would... pop in my opinion. I Maybe. believe this is a gift. It's my opinion, just my opinion. I'm not telling you to go trade on or anything. I'm just saying it's seven bucks here right now. If Amazon says it's confirmed or something, but even at, at that, like, okay, the thing's up 67%. 
on a rumor. What kind of premium do you think they're going to get? I mean, it's up 74% as I'm talking here more. This is just, this is the, a poster child for what this market is right now. Trading on hope. And AMC trading on hope here right now that Amazon's going to come to the rescue of their business, which was in trouble before COVID even started. I mean, look at the long-term chart of AMC. $35 back in 2017, $15 back in 2018. Kind of had a 2018 that was kind of flat. And 2019 was straight down the whole entire year. Now we have COVID. And again, this was a business, you know, COVID kind of teetering, AMC teetering on the edge. COVID trying to push it off the cliff. It's come back with all the trash rally. And now it gets this hope trade. I'm, I, I'd be a seller. I would sell this thing if I owned it, but that's my opinion. I'm not going to show yeah, it. I mean, what if there's something to it, but yeah, the market is, is running with this. And you know, the thing it is, it wants to, it wants to have hope. It wants to like the market wants, it's like, go back and just think about, you know, the situation that we're in. People want to hear that the virus is going away and we can reopen safely. They, everybody wants to go back to the way life was before. The market wants us to go back the way life was before. The market's trying to price in that hope, trying to find the silver lining in the awful unemployment data. It's, it's, it's delusional because we're not going right back to the way we were. It's not like we're going to be, oh, in, in, a month, in, in a month, COVID's gone. We're all good to go. Like, I went out this weekend. Did you go out this weekend? There's people outside having a good time. I saw one, you know, I went by, like a neighborhood party. There's like 12 people sitting outside just talking their lawn chairs i'm sure there's 12 people living in that house people are just like done with the social distancing at least at least in windsor ontario it appeared to me that people are done with it they're like think it's safe now we we did our social distance we did our part we did it for a month now we're ready to go back to our normal way of life i don't think it's going to work like that i think people are going to go back to the normal way of life and it's going to turn around and bite us in the ass and i hope i'm wrong i want i want to be wrong I wanted to be wrong in January. I want to be wrong now. But I'm going to stay in a lot of cash because I don't think this thing's over. Uh, moving up as we talk, 80%, 737. I, like I said, you know, maybe they're baking some premium in this. Even if the deal does get done, are they going to pay up for it? A lot of believers in this. Uh, Five million shares have traded. Uh, played from the long side. But I'll tell you, if, you know, they decide to come out and they say no to I'm just a little surprised that Amazon has not come out and, uh, you know, and squashed this rumor. Uh, we just hit seven. Well, when did it come out, though? What time? Uh, they don't come out instantly and, and, to, and respond. To, Amazon has better things to do with their, with their probably time than worry about some article in the Daily Post. Daily, Daily Mail. Come on. Daily Mail. Sorry. We well, called it the New York Post. So that's what got me confused. <laughs> Uh, the article was published at 5.31 Eastern Time. Okay. So. Unless they're turning them into storage facilities, they need more storage. I don't, I don't see them big. operating a movie theater. I don't see Amazon coming in and operating a movie theater. I don't see it. I mean, one thing about the movie theaters, I mean, if anything, the seating capacity you know, will be changed, at least in the interim, right? Look what they're doing at Disney World. But uh, Look at the I, gift. Like, and, and a good point, Joel, you're making. We are back to where we were in February right now, before this whole crisis started. We're above where we were when the crisis started for a movie theater. Holy. A lot of people buying on hope this morning. I won't be. 
Cinemark. Not this not, stock. Yeah, no, no, no real sympathy there. That's trading down 13 cents at 14 bucks. So uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll get some. We'll actually get some news um, during during the show here. Hopefully we will. That'd be fun to quote that. Uh, but anyways, S and P's went down to 93, 28.93. Now that first meaningful bounce here in quite some time. Trying to get back over 2,900. Uh, we'll see. Our close was way up there at 29.2850, and they even goosed the futures after the uh, 4.15 close. So climbing back up right now. Uh, climbing the wall, worry. Yep, climbing the wall, worry. But uh, we'll throw it back here to Mr. Israel, and we'll let you uh, take over with some more issues to cover. We can go to the earnings. Uh, let's go to Under Armour here. There aren't that many earnings this morning, but there are a, num- a couple that interest uh, us. Under Armour reported a Q1 adjusted EPS of a 34-cent loss per share versus a 21-cent loss estimate on sales of $930 million. That uh, was above the $895 million estimate. So they beat on the sales, but missed badly on the earnings. And the bar is low, and they're being punished, I guess, for not. You know why they're being punished? Because they reported on Monday morning and not Friday morning. If they would have reported on Friday morning, the stock would probably be up 20% because everybody wanted to buy stocks Friday morning. I, I believe it was Friday morning that we were up significantly. Now, you know, this, they're nervous this morning. They report on the wrong day. So market's taking profits here this morning. They're nervous. They're like, wow, this stock's missing. I'm selling it too. That's the mentality. We're so short-term nature here right now. So they're today, they're taking profits in the, in the trash, and they're, and they're selling stocks. So that's this morning. So tomorrow might be different, but that's what they're doing today. Under Armour simply reported on the wrong day. Um, Under Armour has been a dog for a long time. So, sure. uh, yeah, I mean, there's really not much to say positive about the stock it's been in a decline even before uh we had the uh the sell-off in the market made a low rebounded to 10 bucks that is the wall here until we get back over 10 close over 10 i could see not buying the stock on strength uh drifting lower here this morning uh the low of the move is down at uh, 660 i don't think it has enough gas to get there today uh, but just trading lower, I see some daily lows, 830, 840 area. There's a couple there. So if you're looking for a scalp, but uh, three-day low is 809. I just, you know, I don't know, can't see rushing out to buy this issue. I tell you, some of your best trades are your losing ones, right? I bought this one at 23-something, and I sold at 21-something. And, and boy, am I glad I did that because I saved myself a world of pain. Yeah, I by, know. By cutting my, uh, cutting my losses there. All right, uh, what else we got on the list here? Let's go to Marriott here, oh. M-A-R. They reported this morning as well, Q1 EPS, uh, 26 cents versus a 91 cent estimate. Sales of 4.68 billion versus 4.27 billion. So a, a, a big... Uh, above estimates on the sales, but a bigger earnings miss uh, as you would expect for a hotel. Who's staying in hotels? I mean, who's traveling? I mean... Let's say it again. They reported on the wrong day. Spinner's, <laughs> Spinner's calling me out for it and saying it's not the case. I will tell you that, okay, yeah, maybe I exaggerate. wouldn't have been up 20% on... on uh, but what I'm saying is the sentiment matters more than the reports. 
sentiment right now matters. And right now, today, they are taking profits and, and selling stocks. These same reports were a lot of trash last week, too. People were looking, you know, at certain reports. I mean, Uber, for crying out loud, was a horrible report. They bought the hell out of it. It, it, it all matters. Is It really does matter. Sentiment matters just more than anything right now. And the sentiment changes day to day. Right now, they're taking profits. So if you're reporting and you're trash name today, you're probably not going to rally on it. So it can completely change. This is my opinion. Obviously, these are just my opinions. Correct. I've traded profitably for 21 consecutive years, and I haven't had a losing month in 20 years. That's the truth. I've trade trading. I haven't had a losing month in 20 years. So I'm just giving you my opinions from a profitable trader. Yeah. I might be wrong, but what I'm saying is I trade on sentiment all the time. And when I see right now in this market, when I see the stocks getting whacked, and you see a stock lift a little bit on the report this morning, a lot of times they turn around because the day is trading down. It's a crazy market and sounds stupid. It works. And you'll see stocks that have good reports get hit because the overall picture that day is ugly. So uh, all of these stocks have had bad reports. The retailers have had a lot of bad reports. The other hotels, some of the other hotels were rallying last week on pretty bad reports. So the numbers sometimes don't even matter. Yeah, the numbers were a disaster. Of course they were a disaster. They've been a disaster for every hotel stock. But Hilton was last week, and it was doing okay for a bit on it. I mean, hi, who else? There was another hotel report last week. Um, was it did Hyatt report last week? I can't remember. I know I know Marriott Vacations reported, but um, anyways, who else, who all I'm saying, it? the point I'm trying to make is yeah, Hyatt did report. Sentiment is choppy. It doesn't just so we're bullish, we're bearish. It's been a choppy sentiment market here, at least from a day trading perspective, sure. for a month. We've been selling, and that's why I keep saying, selling rips and buying dips, fading moves has played, has paid and paid and paid again. And yeah, we're trending higher still. But if you've been selling, you know, the times we're up 500 points and buying the times we're down 500 points, you're making money a lot more often than you're losing it. Uh, if you're looking for good news on Marriott, the CEO did point to China and noted that occupancy rates that were in the single uh, digits in February rose to about 25% in April. So again, if you're really looking for good news in Marriott, there there is some, I guess. There, there I just is. look at like the overcapacity. I mean, and Spencer, you know our area, right? I mean, how many uh how many hotels have popped up there uh on uh, on 12 mile you know in this area and they're just all all these new places are being bought uh are being built i mean you know kind of like hand in hand with the uh the airline industry i just you know i just think there's so much oversupply here but uh Anyways, we're we're just looking at this stock pulling back. I, I have I have no interest in, in looking at this one long term or short term. I will tell you though that there's some profit taking going on in AMC here. I don't know if anybody uh if there's any news related to it or not. Uh, but someone just hit a button here after it hit 755. We have just lost, uh, we're back under $7 here. So I'm not, not too sure what has turned, but you are seeing some profit taking here in AMC back under $7. Keep going. Right. Yep, let's keep going down the earnings list here. There's a few more. Until I've had a great weekend here. I wanted to get to AutoNation, uh, Cody, and Cardinal Health. Let's do AutoNation here. Their report was actually pretty good, if I recall. 
Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, the $0.91 cent EPS for, I say, $0.69 cent wow. estimate. Sales uh, $4.66 billion, which is above the $4.61 billion estimate. So a beat and a beat for AutoNation. How the hell did they do that? I, I guess it, the first. I guess January and February were pretty good. Well, it's the same. Yeah, you get two yep. every every quarter that we look at the numbers. This is Groundhog Day around here. Every quarter, it, you've got ten good weeks. There's only was two bad weeks in the first quarter, so the numbers could be fine for a lot of these companies coming in, unless sure. you know you've been these dogs that were struggling before. You know, looking at first quarter earnings and expecting them to be crap is delusional too, because we had ten out of twelve were good weeks. It's what's happening now. It was the same thing with the Uber report or Lyft. You remember Lyft? And they were like, oh, the earnings weren't that bad. And they're buying the hell out of the stock. Yeah, because it's from the first quarter. It was 10 normal weeks in there. So it's not like all of a sudden, you know, that everything is good here because Lyft, you know, and it wasn't even, Lyft wasn't even that great. Well, yeah, the sales were okay at Lyft. That's why they bought it because 950, I just brought the report. The sales beat. But we know the sales have fallen off a cliff now. So, but this market again, you know, it's it, last week we were finding the silver lining. Today we're nervous for whatever reason. It's going to change. It's going to change our and sentiment changes all the time. And people are asking, what sentiment report are you reading? I'm just telling as a day trader, sentiment's always shifting. You see the market, oh, we're wait, it goes in waves. Like the trading goes in waves. Right now, we're down. We're weak. We're down. You know, you can see it in the indices. But we could turn around and start buying the dip and then it starts to get positive again. It, it affects my mood too. I mean, it affects my mood. Uh, it affects, you know, my nervousness. I see the market's down a thousand points and you start to think, oh, you know, is this thing turning ugly again? I mean, as traders, the markets affect our opinion on the virus, which is nuts, really, because the markets are just all over the place. But you can't help it. Like, do you feel the same way, Joel, when you look at the indices and you oh, see yeah. the market up a thousand points? Do you feel a little bit safer out there? Yeah. As a trader? I mean, For whatever reason, you kind of do. It's weird. Yeah. Um. No, I, I mean the market is a forward-looking mechanism, and what you know, what the it, it's very hard because the, what the market is forecasting now, you know, it's hard, you know, it's hard to fathom that you know that that's going to be correct with everything that's going on. So you want to believe the market, and you definitely there's a, I, I agree with that sentiment when uh you know when it's down when like the futures were up last night, I was thinking, man, this is just. I just can't believe it. After this jobs number, after the unemployment and, you know, Barron's comes out with, you know, 20.5 million jobs. It's just the disconnect is there. But, you know, from from the day to day trading of the markets, you just got to, like you said, sentiment and, and read what, you know, what's in front of you. And today you want to bounce, you know, you don't want to short this thing in the hole. You're doing that old last week and you got, you got ran over. Now you've been you run over. It's, it's yep. such a good point. You've been run over every time you've been selling when we're down 300 Dow points and buying when we're up 300 Dow points, you've been losing money in the last month. Yeah. You get a day of follow through maybe, but overall it has paid to fade. It has paid to fade. Most That's of these a good moves. one. Paid to fade. It's not always the case. Sometimes you get in a trendy market, like we were in, remember in January, when you just couldn't buy a down day. We were, the trend was your friend from like November to till the end of January for three months in there. Every dip they bought and they were not selling the rips. They just kept going higher and higher and higher. And we had that move from like 295 SPY up to the 338. We know that was a huge move in two and a half months. And then obviously COVID came and, and changed everything. But I thought, you know, it, 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 it's a, you got to trade the market that's in front of you. This is not a trendy market right now. It's a kind of a chop market. 
So you have to be able to adjust as traders. To stay in this business, you've got to adjust. If you're always just following trend, but the trend is now turned to chop, you're going to get chopped up. You're going to be like, oh, I think the stock's breaking out. Oh, no. Okay, I'm wrong. It's pulling back. And then, and, oh, I think it's breaking down. I'm going to short it. Uh-oh. No, it's going back up. So you got to identify. The first thing you do as a trader is try to identify what are the markets doing overall. And the last month, we've been chopping around. So that makes me biased to fade moves. It makes me feel safer to fade moves. What I mean is fading moves is a stock is rallying, I'm selling it. If a stock is falling, I'm buying it. And those are short-term trades. It's nothing to do with my long-term investment portfolio, which I talk about too. I wear two different hats on the show for you guys. And obviously we know my long-term investment portfolio still has a lot of cash. My trading portfolio has just been bouncing around, selling rips, buying dips. And that's how, you know, my March was my best month in 10 years. My April was my second best month in 10 years. The reason, because I identify these trends in, in, in sentiment, obviously volatility higher is going to help me too. But, you know, I identify that we're in a choppy market and buying dips and sound rips has worked. And, you know, I, I, I was saying it a month ago, it's still working. So I'm looking at this morning and not saying, oh, I want, what stocks can I sell here this morning? No, the selling opportunity was last night at 10 o'clock or the selling opportunity was on Friday. So now it's like, okay, we could pull back for a day or two here, get to the 50% retracement of the most recent move, say 287, 286. But I'm not selling down here either when we just sold off 45, 50 handles from where we were at 10 o'clock last night. All right, uh, SPs, uh, still down under 2,900, trying to catch a bid. Uh, crude now in the green by 30 cents. I guess uh, maybe Saudi's made some uh, favorable comments. Two minutes, we have uh, everyone's favorite guest, uh, Kenny Glick of uh, Hit the Bid. He'll be joining us, uh, telling us what's on his radar, what he's looking at short term and long term. Uh, Spencer, we didn't have much earnings. We talked about some ratings. Uh, not a lot of bullish rating changes this morning. Kind of more, uh, I kind of saw more downgrades and upgrades. Uh, a little more. Not, not a lot of big upgrade. No really big upgrades to, to speak of here uh, this morning uh, that I'm seeing, at least. Uh, as far as down, maybe Carnival catching an upgrade at yeah, HSBC to buy. That's interesting. But um, I really don't see anything else as far as upgrades. And as far as downgrades, there's really not a lot worth noting either to lift be honest. got downgraded yeah okay but... lift it lift downgraded stiefel to, to hold um glue mobile downgraded to equal weight at morgan stanley and i guess redfin down in susquehanna to neutral but like nothing really that jumps out to me as being notable you stick uh, out of that glue mobile uh dennis or are you still holding no on? that's a long-term portfolio i'm holding that okay yeah nice move on friday uh, Carnival's getting an upgrade, but it's trading in the red here. So market sentiment uh, dictating uh, the direction for. And also, you look risk at risk off day. Yeah, you look. You look at you look at this Carnival cruise chart, and <laughs> I mean it's consolidating here. Too long for me near the bottom. They're gonna need. They're gonna need some good bookies here in August. It sounded uh, like they were getting them. This is the crazy thing is that there was like, you know, Norwegian was saying they're getting good bookings. And then there was a report here over the weekend. The carnival had, I, okay. Know, sold yeah. Out their no, ship no, 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 no. I, I saw that. That was, that was total BS. I saw well, that. Yeah. Tell us also. about that. Cause I only read the headline. Was, was it like, a rowboat? They sold it, out a rowboat? It was total. It was, first of all, it, it was from like a travel industry, like, like a trade publication, which somebody like, with a conflict of interest, uh, <laughs> a, a, a little bit. And the report was that they, there was a surge in bookings like week over week, one to three. 
That's what I've been saying. <laughs> that they're, that's how they're, these companies are, are, are BSing us. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was a, here it is. Uh, bookings spiked 600% compared to the previous three days. The previous oh, three geez. days. And three days. 600%. So yeah. You know, did you know? Yeah. If you have, have bookings of 10 and they go up to 16, that's a 60% spike. So if you have bookings of 10 and they go up to 60, well, there's a 500% spike for you. So, I mean, this is the same thing. Like when we were talking about, you know, Uber, the Uber report and, you know, what was said on the conference call. And they said, yeah, sales are down 80%, but we've seen a nice, you know, pop off the lows here of 14%. What the fuck? You're still down 75%. And the market spins this and thinks this is good news? Can you guys not take grade two math? It's still down significantly here. But anyways, the market obviously, market participants obviously didn't do great because they bought the hell out of that Uber report. Wait, Kenny, Kenny, don't leave us. Kenny, uh, we're we live with Kenny Glick. There he is. com. Kenny, what's Kenny up? goes with the flow. He's probably buying Uber. <laughs> you know what, buying Uber and Lyft? He probably is because he goes with the flow. Hey, what's up? This thing on? <laughs> well, I I've see, lost I my see ability Bob. I've, I've lost Bob. my ability to use this video chat thing. Ma, Ma, you're, you're way too close to the camera, Ma. Ma, you don't have to go near the microphone. Kenny, I can Kenny, actually see what, inside your What people. pants do you have on? These None. are my Snoopy uh, Christmas uh, pants. Those are awesome. <laughs> my trading smock. He comes dressed What's going on, boys? How you holding up? We're, we're just ranting. That's all we do is rant. Yeah, I've heard you say like every topic that you should be talking about. The market's disconnected from reality, which what I was wondering is when hasn't it been? Since yeah, I started this point. business, yep. 1982, uh, from 1959 to 1982, I think is when the market made sense because it went absolutely nowhere. And then suddenly Schwab made it more accessible to people to trade and then it became obviously more speculative and then the crash and then the advent of online trading and all that. It's a casino. And it's never been connected to reality. And everything you've said so far this morning has been spot on because the way I trade is this market. I, I live in the world of delusion and delusion. I call the market <laughs> the matrix. None of it's going to make sense. And I, that's just what I've been, I've been thriving and teaching people this entire time that just accept what you see and trade what we do. And the VWAP has been working phenomenally. We're just trading, you know, gap up on earnings reports, just looking to fade. You got stocks like Wayfair, which was 22 bucks, and they're coming into earnings at 160, yet they're tacking on another 25 in the pre-market. You gotta look to sell, but even the selling, you got an eight or nine point sell off, and the next day it's up to another 12 or 15 points. So you just, you can't really base anything in reality, which is fantastic for me because that's where I live. But this market has been, uh, again, this is the most insane thing I've seen in a long, long time. We were positioning ourselves, my dad and I, he's the only one that you know, hangs on to stocks. I'm more of a liquid, liquidity trader. When we bought the QQQ back, we thought, well, maybe three to five years we'll be back to around 225. And we're there 20 days later. So what are you supposed to do? You know, when you buy a, an overstock as a goof at three bucks, maybe it'll get back to five and it goes to 17. Or you're buying yourself some Halliburton under five, thinking, ah, maybe it goes back to 750 on a bounce. Next thing you know, that's up 100%. You're supposed to take profits here, but when you do, next thing you know, your stock goes up another 100%. So the only way to stay sane for me is, to, is, is liquidity. And a day like this, 
You know, I came in today, looking at, when I went to sleep, the futures were open. And I saw at 4 o'clock in the morning, we started to sell off. I was waiting for a day like this because this is the kind of day I like to trade. Gap up, fade the gap, and then usually my day is over by 11 o'clock anyway. So the middle of the day doesn't matter. But like you've been saying, you can't stay short because at the end of the day, you're probably green no matter what the news is. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm scared. I've been punished trying to short stocks. I'm like, you know what? You know, it burned me. You know, it like, why, why am I going to continue to go on a trade that I continue to lose money with? So, I mean, on these flow, I tried to short Wayfair a couple times on the way up. I was like, this isn't working. I'm <laughs> like, I'm not going to short this thing anymore. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that's kept me, you know, long is the fact that UVXY, and the reason I have the beard, this is the UVXY beard, I'm not shaving until UVXY rallies three days in a row. And it just doesn't happen. <laughs> so we're back. We're back. What's changed? Nothing's changed. I've never left the house too much anyway. If, if, it was, if there was sports, nothing would have been, nothing's yeah. going on right now that's any different in my life. I'm a reclusive weirdo anyway. You know, I go out for a concert, I come back to my hovel. But now you've got no sports and no concerts, and I've got nobody to get drunk with. So that's the only thing that's different for me. But this market, really, nothing's really changed, except this time the buying opportunity was even more enormous than anything we've ever seen in the history of trading, I think. You know? Buy the dip. Buy the dip's worked for a decade. It really worked in March. Uh, as, as good as it's ever worked. Absolutely. I wish I would have been buying more stocks. And, and the funny thing is that, you know, I, I've held on to a bunch of stocks in this, this last move up, right? And I, I always sell before the earnings come out because nothing ever works out for me when the earnings are coming out. So if I'm in a profit, I'll sell into it. But if your stock sold off onto earnings, you should never look at that stock ever again. I'm talking about AAOI, another one of these crappy stocks that I bought because it went to five bucks and you got this massive move into earnings. But of course, this one, again, I didn't own it into the report, but of course, this one decides it wants to sell off on an earnings report as if earnings suddenly matter. So that's the kind of stock I will never look at ever again now. If you want to think fundamentals count, you're barred from my life right now. I want stocks that make no sense. I want stocks that go up all the time and that don't have any, any footing in reality at all, like Tesla and space and VTIQ, baby. Come on, they're revolutionizing the trucking world. Wait, you what's that one? I don't know stock. that one. What's that one? Give us VTIQ? That one. Oh, one? get in right now. Hurry. Hurry. <laughs> VTIQ. Yeah, Victor, Tom, oh Indigo, Q. They, thing, I don't know. My buddy tells me they're going to, they're a disruptor in the uh, something, something. So I bought it because it broke 15. I was like, I don't care what the story is. It looks, if it, it consolidated, it broke 15. Oh. I'm in. It's going to 20. That's really what it came down to. But he loves the story. I don't exactly know the whole story. Apparently, they, they acquired some other company that uh, does hydrogen-powered rigs, and it's going to change the, the landscape of trucking in the, in, the, in the world. If that's the case, fantastic. All I care about is that it broke 15, and now it's at It's just getting another leg down here, folks. Uh, just, cracked, uh, just through the lows of the session. 29 28 90 75 i don't know if we had any news come out on that uh but uh so this is a tough one though okay because the same thing like you were uh you know last night I, I put my orders in to you know to buy a lower open and then you know try and sell on some strength when uh, we were already up overnight you know i i canceled those orders didn't have any shirts out there but man on a day like this 
I mean, what are you looking to buy the dip in? Because it looks like we're getting a pretty nice dip here off the open. What's on your buy the dip radar? Well, first thing I always do is I look at who reported earnings. You know, sure. if you got a dip on an earnings report and that stock starts to consolidate, again, it's for me, it's all technicals. I'm not even reading the story. I, I like when a story has positive headlines, but the stock is the opposite gap. That gives me more opportunity. So I haven't even looked into what's going on yet. I just saw the cues were already reversed. My plan today was I thought Friday and the way the VIX crashed and the market just ripped into the close, I thought we would get a gap and then that would be some, today would be some selling. So we already got the move that I was looking oh, I forward know. to. I know, I hate that. Yeah, so I'm just, you know, I have my VTIQ position on. I got some other position. I might... I was thinking about taking some off today. It sucks that I'm going to have to do it, you know, with a little bit of a gap down. But some of these stocks are up, you know, like I said, 100%. And that's, you know, for in a, in a month's time. What but about Twilio? I look right at who reported. I look at the gaps. That's why, like, you guys are always talking about earnings reports. So if I find a stock that has good headlines and the stock's gapped down, that's what I look to buy. If it's, if it's bad headlines and the stock is gapped up, I look to fade it. Or, you know, basically looking to play the fade. The fade is the trade. The fate is the trade, and the bird is the word. But 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 bird bird bird. <laughs> do you know? Do you know who's that? Who that song was based on? Uh, the bird is the word. I yeah. don't know. Big bird. The bird. Is it really? I don't know. No. Who's it based on? Come on, Dennis. You should know this. Uh, the I guy, the basketball player. Fifty-two. Baseball player. Yeah, the bird. The uh, guy. He, he thirty with thirty wins in a season. Something like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dennis, you know Mark the Bird Fidrich, right? There you go. Yeah, oh, yeah. Before my time. Uh, oh no! Come on, he was great. Used to talk to the ball. It was incredible. Yeah, that right. Was a, yeah, yeah. That was a long time ago. What about Twilio? Talk to me about Twilio here. I don't know anything about that stock, but I do know that Kramer said you better be cautious about it, and then it went up seventy points. So <laughs> just just letting nobody's getting anything. Well, he right, said right on now. Friday though that he was the one that he's been telling you to go along this thing. So no, he, he he's quoted. <laughs> I, I was reading some of the news stories, and he says it. They they cater to the small business. The small business is collapsing right now. He'd be very cautious on Twilio. That's all I know about. I don't even know what that company does except for that. When I when I see the symbol, I think of this club in the city, Twilo. So if you want to go partying, I remember there was a club called Twilio Twilo. I don't know. You know nothing about that stock except it's one of those that has gone up 120 points without me. So add it to the list. Uh, and uh, you all over this um, Amazon AMC news. I heard you guys talking about it, but it's, it's just a rumor, right? Why would anybody want to buy a, a, a movie theater right now? I mean – that's going to be one of the Amazon. last to come back. But, of course, buy all you can because that's what's going on right now. So buy your airlines, buy your cruise ships. And my parents are already looking to book two cruises. They don't care. They don't care. And I think one of the parts I wanted to say, obviously I was listening to you guys, the market influences how we feel about the virus, how we feel it about does. society. So if the market's going up, I feel we won again. Bring on the murder hornets. You can't mess with us because the Dow is at 24,000. We win again. So until something else comes along that scares the living hell out of us, then, you know, we have to stay with what the, the, the trend is right now. And we're ignoring everything because we have no sports. <laughs> we have no sports. How can we be good when there's no sports? There's no sports. I'm losing my mind here. My kid's freaking out every night, but the market goes up. So it's like, I want to be in a good mood. I'm trying to explain to my kids, 
But the market's up, kids. Everything's all right. I know you can't go to college right now, but it's all right. The market's up. Right? So it's incredible. It's screwing with my psychology. And again, even though I've lived this life of, you know, believing that this is a casino and the matrix and just trying to do what the market tells me to do, it's real hard to stay focused on reality. Are we getting sports back? I mean, we got the UFC on the weekend. Are we going to start getting sports back? Is baseball season going to start? Are we going to get the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs? Are we going to get sports back? What's the Kenny Glick prediction there? Listen, I, any, any sport would be good. I heard everyone's watching Korean baseball. I mean, I will watch, I will watch anything right now. You know, we should invent our own sport, you know? What was the movie where they're, oh, uh, Silence of the Lands, where they they're, have cockroach races? We should be doing that right now. We, there's, I, I don't know. I, I, that's what's hard for me to, to, to grasp this market. How are we ignoring everything more than ever? If there's ever been a time to be based in some sort of reality and rational thought, it would be now. But we've completely just broke from reality. But the question is, do we have any kind of rational thought and reality creep back into this market? Like today, is it, like you were saying, is this the beginning of, of, a, of, a, of a move down where reality sets back in? We'll know by the end of the day, and then it'll be a new trend. So that's the way I've been living right now. And, and again, I, I'm, in, I'm in not that many stocks as usual, but, you know, got the Halliburton. That's been phenomenal. You know, this VTIQ, even U.S. Steel. Obviously, the QQQ has been a great one. I've been shorting SQQ because that's, you know, a, a cheap way of playing the Qs that always go up. Uh, but really just looking for the next opportunity. And I'm, I'm with you guys, just playing the fade, looking for earnings reports with the, and, and, and going the opposite way of the gap at the open. Uh, Kenny, you're in central Jersey. Are, are things starting to reopen up around you or what? Um, we still have, we, we have uh, a target on my corner and that's been open the whole time. So for us, we've had, we had the supermarket and up until, you know, three weeks ago, it was pretty easy to get in there. We didn't have any lines, but now we've got our line to get in there. Um, but you cannot go to a lot of things. We went to visit one of the restaurants we took out from the restaurant. So the restaurants are still closed, which is still sad. Um, you know, you can't go to, you know, I like, I like shooting guns and stuff and you can't go to the range right now. Well, um, I saw, I saw, I saw beaches are open. They're starting to open, right? Yeah. To some extent, you know, but we'll see, you know, I'm like I said, the, the, the market has influenced the way that I feel about the virus. So if the market's going up every day, I feel like maybe the worst is over. Let's, let's, let's start venturing out out of our, out of our caves and, and whatnot. You know, I went to visit, I did, you know, I went to visit my mom yesterday. I drove to Brooklyn. We didn't, you know, hug and kiss and all that. We stayed our distance, had our little lawn chairs out in the backyard. Uh, but you know, it, it's, it, it's crazy. I, I'm waiting for other people to be the guinea pig, more or less, and we'll see how it, how it pans out. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Again, I, like I said, I, I'm, I've been reclusive by nature before this. So you give me the okay, I'm, I'll, be the, I'll be leading – I'll be not leading the charge, but I'll be right there behind the guy leading the charge because I don't <laughs> want to be the first guinea pig. <laughs> All right, Kenny Glick, his site is hitthebid.com. Kenny, we always appreciate your insights. Uh, and your and your musings. So uh, thanks for the time and hey, have a good one. Be safe. All right, you do it, guys too, man. Be All good right. and uh, thanks, Kenny. God bless everybody. All See right. you, Kenny. Say hi to All Bob right. for me. <laughs>
All right, eight fifty-one here. About ten minutes left in our show. Uh, how are we looking out there, Joel? Still fading. Uh, we had that Still little leaking? spike, spike down to eighty-nine seventy-five, and uh, nothing there, folks. Just yeah. uh, just uh, a level. The bond spot a little bit there at twenty-eight ninety, trying to push it up higher, but uh, really not much, uh, not much positive here going on yet this morning. Uh, Mid-range on the session seems so far away. That's twenty nine eighteen fifty. I kind of like to see us float up to there. Uh, we'll see if that if that happens or not. I don't know what's going on in AMC, but we hit seven fifty. Now we're back under seven bucks. Uh, Cinemark kind of woke up uh, on this news. It was flat when we started the show. Cinemark is up fifty seven cents here. So. Uh, We'll see uh, any news from Amazon regarding that. We'll certainly uh, dictate the price of uh, those two issues. We had some other stuff traded in the red. Did we talk about uh, about uh, Tesla at all, no, though? I, I was our about to daily, go there, actually. Our daily Tesla. Uh, uh, Elon was, got out got out on that Twitter again, huh? Yeah, I was going to go there. I, I don't actually know, to be honest, what Tesla's deal is, if they're going to reopen their factory this week in, in California, or if they're not going to reopen. I think they plan on reopening, but they're su- they're also suing the local county government for preventing it. So I, I have no idea what's happening with that, with, with the Fremont facility. He's threatened to move production to Nevada and Texas. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea what's going on. That's that, that can't be quite so easy to do that. No. He's full on this virus thing. Like, he, you know, obviously he's talked and we know what his position is on it, that, you know, open everything up. He's said it, you know, specifically there. And he's, I mean, he's, he's voicing his opinion in harder ways here now, threatening, when you're threatening to move facilities here because they're not allowing you to open up. Uh, I don't know. He's really voicing his opinion. Uh, I, I, I disagree with his opinion, but it's what it is. Yeah, it's trading down here, uh, twenty-three dollars at seven ninety-six seventeen. Uh, you're still not at the low. There's a couple lows to contend with here. Yeah, not even at Friday's low. Friday's low seven eighty-seven, and then the other lows from Thursday seven seventy-two. The real important level to me though would be seven sixty-two. Uh, pair of lows on. Tuesday and Wednesday, 762.18, uh, You know, the whole thing about him selling all his possessions and homes and everything, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess that can't be construed as a good thing. But uh, The guy's a genius, but he's out there. I mean, he, yeah, he tweeted on the weekend. Point. He tweeted on the weekend about, you know, that human language will not exist in five years. I have no idea what that means. He he's the guy who is. Like what does really, that mean? He that we're not really, we're not going to speak. We're just going to talk in computers. Like we're all going to become cyborgs, and Skynet's going to take over and run us. I, I I don't know what that means. When you say the, human language isn't going to exist or whatever it was, is it, when they say human language, I don't have the tweet in front of me, but basically said human language isn't going to exist in five years. I mean, he's out there. Uh, Elon, I'll, I'll take the other side of that bet, Elon. <laughs> Uh, Elon's the guy in, in your Dennis high school. Dennis will still be talking was... in five years. Yeah, <laughs> you won't shut me true. up, Elon. Can't shut Dennis up. Uh, <laughs> I, I was going to say that Elon is the guy in your high school who was like really good at like one subject and then thought he was really good at all subjects, but really it was just the one subject, like math or science. He was really good at that and not much else. Uh, socially awkward guy. Who, that's, that's my analogy for what Elon Musk is. He's a, he's a genius when it comes to engineering, uh, and he's a visionary, but he's a – 
yeah, he's definitely out there. I guess that was an article from The Independent. It was Elon Musk predicts that human language will be obsolete in as few as five years. Okay. That's interesting. Interesting thoughts. All right. Are we uh, fl uh, flying into safety in makeup this morning? Because uh, Coty is catching a bid. They have a couple different headlines here. The first is what do we got? They have earnings, but beyond the earnings report, they're also getting a bit of a cash infusion. So KKR uh, is uh, is investing seven hundred fifty million dollars via convertible preferred equity investment. They're also spending up to three billion dollars on Cody's professional beauty and retail hair businesses. Cash is king here right now, and this is where a fundamental headline does matter when you get these beat up businesses. And they get cash, they usually rally on them, at least if the terms aren't, if it's not dilutive and the terms are okay, they obviously are going to rally on that. So we know a lot of retail businesses strapped for cash right now, getting, you know, $750 million from KKR, even though it's convertible preferred, they just want, you know, they're worried about these businesses not having enough cash to survive. So anytime you get some cash, buys them some more time. Uh, you know, once again, this is taking a, you know, a positive outlook on things that, you know, uh, People, I just don't want to say ladies, people that are wearing makeup are going to be going back to the offices and meetings and that stuff will be necessary. Whereas when you're on a camera, uh, you know. People wear makeups on camera, though. They're on TV. Yeah, if they're on TV. Even on the uh, Zoom meetings. In the Zoom meetings, I bet you they're getting some makeup yeah, still. Some, they probably don't need as much, though. Maybe not. But uh, Cody had a nice spike in this. I uh, got over six dollars on that initial news. Six twenty-six, uh, back under six dollars now. Let's look at the range from yesterday. Uh, the range from Friday. Uh, we're above. We're gapping up here. I just don't know. I mean, I, I'm just not real excited. Definitely not buying buying this one up. Uh, Fifty-five cents. Long consolidation period. Very good support. Just under five dollars. Be more interested there. And you haven't traded in the six handle uh, since April. The end of April, you had a pair of highs at 620 and 636. So I think you get back over six, see some sellers co uh, coincide with that pre-market high. That pre-market high, as I said, 626. S&P's getting off the ground here. Uh, 2894, we're four handles off that low. of The imbalances aren't that bad. So if you're looking at opening imbalances as an indicator here, I see a few buy imbalances. Pfizer, which is trading the green, 174,000 shares to buy. You are seeing pharmaceutical stocks holding up fairly well. You can see the clear rotation when you bring them all up, and I have like 200 S&P stocks on my screen. When you bring them all up here, you can see the clear rotation into defensives here this sure. morning. Um, because Walmart's trading in the green. You've got some of the food stocks trading in the green. Colgate, CL just went green here. I mean, it's all, those are light tr trading volume, but... You can see the, the clear move to defensive. Clorox is trading in the green. So, you, and then uh, pharmaceuticals, like I said. So, and then you're seeing the risk assets like the airlines getting hammered here this morning. Obviously, UAL headline was the catalyst there from Friday night. The banks are getting hit hard here again. You can see a clear rotation still from uh, that it's a risk off day. With that being said, the imbalances are not like, whoa, there's some huge sell imbalances here. So don't be surprised if we start to lift here on the market as it looks like some of these stocks might not open down as much as you think they might. So obviously a lot can happen, still 32 minutes for institutional orders to come in here. But when I'm looking at the imbalances at this point in time, like ExxonMobil, for instance, 237,000 to buy 
in ExxonMobil. That is why it is only trading down 0.48% here when you're seeing a lot of oil stocks get hit because there's a big buyer here at the open that could make the stock, you know, close open potentially green. CRM is another one. 71,000 shares to buy in CRM. So and I, know, I know it is trading down a dollar here in the pre-market, but as of right now, it's looking like there's some buyers here potentially at the open. And don't be surprised if CRM starts to lift towards the open. Uh, a number of offerings and other dilutive measures happening or just fundraising uh, happening this morning. Penn National Gaming uh, announced a $250 million uh, common stock offering and $250 million convertible note offering. Uh, Equinix offer, uh, announces a $1.25 billion common stock offering. Virgin Galactic disclosed an agreement with, a, with Credit Suisse to sell up to 25 million shares. Yeti uh, announced an offering of 1.5 million shares. Uh, so a number of offerings, uh, Dexcom announced a proposed offering of $850 million in convertible senior notes. So a lot of uh, companies raising some cash this morning. They need to. The yeah. real so it, again, the stock market. Even though you know me and Kenny are saying we're completely disconnected, and we are disconnected at most times, the companies themselves are not disconnected from the economy, and the companies themselves need to yeah. raise cash. Some cash. Yeah, they know the situation that they're in. There is a lot of businesses and a lot of companies, despite the stocks coming back. A lot of them, a lot of these companies are still struggling significantly. So until we get, you know, back to normal, which we don't know when that's going to be, you're going to see this trend. You're going to see less buybacks and you're going to see companies doing dilutive actions like doing offerings to raise cash. And that brings down the stock. So, you know, you got to be aware if you're in something that's really weak and the chart's looking great, they do something that's dilutive. The stock could pull back for a couple of days and, and maybe get hit on it. So it matters. You know, the companies do matter, even though the stocks aren't pricing in a lot of this stuff right now. All right, uh, David Keller, before we go, he, he wants us to talk about oil here just real quickly, the DBO and the USL, and you can throw in the USO in there. I don't know what to say, David. I mean, they're, they got hit. Um, they're hanging out near the lows of the move. Uh, they're consolidating. I mean, you can see, I mean, if you feel like, Oil is going to make a big turnaround. I mean, this is all tied. I mean, where where is we have the supply? It's so clear of the supply that we have out there, and where is the demand? And it's just it's just the same old scenario. So I'm looking at all these charts: the DBO, the USL, um, USO. I mean, downtrends before this thing happened. Downtrends now made new lows for the moves. Not much of a bounce. I just, I don't know. I don't, I mean, you have an out if you're buying it here. You're, if you're buying these instruments and we've talked about it, you know, you're, you're looking for, you know, all the lockdowns, everyone to get back to normal, everyone driving the same, you know, air travel, the same trucking, the same. Um, and right now I, I can't forecast that. So I can't really dig into the bot, you know, all the, you know, uh, fundamentals of these things. But I mean, Dennis, I mean, can you be bullish oil here? I mean, until at least until things turn around. Bearish a oil bit. for five, for years, so I'm not getting bullish oil here now. Yeah, it's had a nice. We've had we've rallied, and you can trade anything from the long side. And you know, like Kenny was saying, Halliburton's been a nice rally off the lows here. It's ten bucks though. I mean, really putting in perspective, a lot of these companies haven't come back. Do we see all of a sudden a resurgence? You know, you can have a little rally in oil still because the reopening's coming. You know, people are going to have to start you know going out there again. 
And that's good for the oil companies. Good, you know, if there's going to be cars on the road, if there's going to be more people flying, you know, that's going to help. But I still think you're so far away from getting back to normal that it's hard for me to come in here and buy XOP now at $53, $54 when it's gotten half the losses back. So a lot of these oil companies have come back. I tend to think that if you're a longer term investor, I'd use the strength to lighten up in those sectors because I do believe longer term oil companies remain weak. All right, that'll be a wrap for today's show. I want to thank our guest, Kenny Glick. Thanks to all of you in our chats, all three of them now, the chat on premarket.benzinga.com, the chat on our YouTube channel, and the chat on Benzinga Pro. Speaking of Benzinga Pro, to get a, a uh, free trial and subsequent discount, click on the link in, in the description of this uh, YouTube video. The link is in there. That'll get you a free two-week trial and then a discount should you choose to sign up. You can catch a replay of this show on our YouTube channel or catch a podcast on whatever podcast platform you prefer. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or trading advice. Joel and I will be back with you at 3.40. In the meantime, everyone have a great rest of your Monday morning and be safe wherever you are. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.